At Laylee, located here in Pella, would you believe that our elves are busy building robots that milk and feed cows? We enjoy giving the gift of robotic equipment to hardworking dairy producers year-round. Our robots allow more time for dairy producers to spend together. It's really the gift that keeps on giving. And by the way, isn't that what the holidays are all about? Laylee's holiday challenge for you, slow down, appreciate life's gifts, and focus on the real reason for the season. Happy holidays from our family at Laylee, farming innovators. Welcome to today's In Touch with South Central Iowa. I'm Tyler Crabb. On today's program, we're joined by Pleasantville Superintendent Tony Aylesworth, who provides updates about the Pleasantville Community School District. So, Tony, unfortunately, we have touched previously on the new safety protocols here at Pleasantville Community Schools, and they were sadly needed again after uh, an unfortunate incident. And I just wanted to open the floor to you to kind of touch on how those new safety protocols worked in this most recent event and just kind of touch on what you thought the from your perspective, how those new safety protocols played out. Yeah, Tyler, thanks. It's always good to sit down and talk with you. Uh, as, as you know, unfortunately, we had a, an incident where a student had made some concerning uh, remarks at school. And in terms of the, the new protocols, communication-wise is, is where we noticed uh, the, the most improvement. And so that communication, as soon as we were able to share information about that incident with families that went out to every family in the district as opposed to a, a previous incident that only went out to students and families in the secondary school system. So from that end of things, uh, it worked well. Obviously, you don't ever want these things to happen and you, you don't want to have to utilize these protocols. But I, I think one thing worth highlighting in this most recent incident was that a student in our school system heard a classmate allegedly say some things that were concerning to them. They reported it to a trusted adult right away. And so kind of that see something, hear something, say something mentality, it was really important. And, you know, you don't obviously ever want these issues to happen. But when people report them, that's our best chance to intervene in a, in a immediate fashion and, and keep this place safe. And this is kind of a, a multifaceted approach to this question. And it's not going to necessarily be a, an easy answer. But when you look at this, unfortunately, these types of things are happening more commonly across school districts. I believe I read somewhere that, you know, we've had already a dozen since like Christmas break or something like that where uh, remarks that are concerning have been made at schools or different things. We think of the unfortunate events at Perry High School and just things like that. From your perspective, how do we kind of curb this issue and make it so that this is not commonplace to where the, these kids can grow up feeling safer in schools? Yeah, obviously a multifaceted, complicated topic. You know, some of the things we're looking at here internally is just what types of things um, are kids doing that are so much different now than 25 years ago. And the obvious one, as you're uh, recording this interview on a cell phone, is the amount of screen time kids have, the devices, the social media all those things. And I think that's a big piece of it. Certainly nothing scientific to that, just my opinion. But I think it's really a partnership between parents, schools, community, where we help make them aware of the things that are going on, uh, whether it's the amount of screen time kids are having, a lack of exercise, students struggling with mental health issues at a at a higher the you know higher point than it ever in history. Uh, there's just a lot of kids really struggling and, and families that don't know how to help them. And in Iowa, we're just very ill-equipped to deal with these types of issues. There's a total lack of mental health placement and mental health awareness options uh, for kids, and we're. 
you know, in Pleasantville, we're taking steps to try to recreate some spaces here so that kids can access more telehealth, uh, more therapy type programs here on campus without having to run to Des Moines or Pella or Knoxville. So uh, those are the steps we're taking, but it's obviously a very complicated issue. And we're talking to Tony Aylesworth, superintendent of Pleasantville Community Schools. And you kind of touched on some of the legislature type of things and just making sure that education just continues to get better here in our public school districts. And, um, you know, I know a big one is the AEAs, uh, where that's a pretty hot button topic. But there's also some other legislature, too, that you would like to see to help out our community school districts. If you wouldn't mind touching on some of the things going on in the legislature that that you would like to see as it relates to, uh, you know, the AEAs and beyond that, some of the other issues that you see that could be improved on. Yeah, obviously, you know, we're we're in the midst of the, the legislative session now and certainly something we keep our ear to the ground on. The AEA bill, you're right, has certainly been the, the hot button topic across this entire legislative session so far. Kind of started at the governor's state of the state condition uh, speech and really has just kind of blown up from there. You know, what I would tell you on that one is that it, it's just dominated the entire conversation. Obviously, our AEAs do a lot for schools, and, and we've made that well known to our locally elected officials here in Marion County. As a school board and as a superintendent team, we've been in touch with them and, and have regular conversations. Actually, a group of us just met with the governor yesterday to talk about this topic, amongst other things. So certainly a, a hot-button topic and one that we'll be ready to respond to. If, if, uh, if, if changes are made, we'll be ready to respond to that and make sure that kids and families are being supported and getting great service and great programming here. Um, I, I'm also very passionate about several other topics, and I, I, I just I don't like the way that this has just kind of dominated the airtime up at the Capitol so far. Any, any of my lobbyist friends that I, I visit with just indicate that really everything else has been put on the back burner while this AEA bill is being discussed. And so I, I definitely don't want to lose sight of important topics. You know, we talked off air about the importance of preschool. So Pleasantville offers a more robust preschool program than other neighboring school districts, and we get the same amount of funding as those neighboring districts that offer roughly half this preschool programming that we do. And so that's a topic that I think really needs to be looked at because we know as educators, the best thing we can do for kids, particularly kids that come from impoverished backgrounds or have difficult life circumstances, have special needs, the best thing we can do is to get our professional early childhood teachers with working with them, learning with them. And doing that as quickly as possible when they're young is the the best way to intervene early. Uh, you know, there's certainly other topics we're looking at. Uh, there's there's a lot of discussions around count school calendars and work based learning, and there's a number of important topics. Certainly, school funding is always one that we're very in tune with, but uh, just a lot of other important topics that seem to be kind of in the background right now, uh, while all of the noise focuses on the AEA bill. So hopefully, they get that flushed out here soon, so that we know kind of moving forward what this is going to look like because there's a lot of work left to be done on some of these other topics. And don't want to sound like everything is all negative. So one of the positives here at Pleasantville Community School District is recently the 2024-2025 school year calendar was approved at one of the recent school board meetings. And looking at that calendar, if you wouldn't mind taking us through the process of that a little bit and then touching on some of the key dates for next school year. Yeah, so we have a, a pretty standard school calendar. This is my 10th year in the district, and you know, most years it's just more about kind of fine-tuning it year to year than making wholesale changes. Interestingly enough, we did a survey of our community and our, our parents, our students, our staff about the, the school calendar. 
even though Pleasantville Schools is not currently considering it, there are some neighboring school districts that have gone to the four-day school week option. And so we just kind of pulled them informally about what are your reactions to that and the kind of mixed results, certainly, uh, on, on that topic. But, yeah, our school calendar, uh, it's a little bit of an unusual year. We'll actually start on a Monday. So Monday, August 26th will be our first day of school. Pleasantville is always intentional about building some extra days of school into our calendar so that when we have inclement weather days, generally in January, February, or March, uh, that we don't end up having to tack extra days on or modify our calendar. So we did that again this year. Uh, the the date for uh, you know this last day of school is scheduled to be May twenty second next May twenty first next year, and so it's always nice. Pleasantville has a little bit longer school day than most area schools around us. That allows us to start after the fair and then generally be done with school by the time Memorial Day hits. Once again, that was Pleasantville Superintendent Tony Aylesworth providing updates about the Pleasantville Community School District. That concludes today's In Touch with South Central Iowa. You can find this interview through podcasts online at KNIAKRLS.com and Google, Apple, and Spotify.